0: I want to welcome all of you to our podcast, From My Kitchen Table, which is both inspired and created by our successful and award-winning Women Create Magazines. For those of you who do not know me, I am Jo Packham, a small-town homegrown girl who had no big dreams of being the creator and editor-in-chief of your magazines, Where and What Women Create, among which we have profiled... Over 745 women from around the world in over 265 books and magazines. I am so thankful that you are here joining us today. Our podcast, which is for and all about you, will be coming to you weekly. So please listen on your platform of choice. The guests we have are visionaries who consist of artists, designers, foodies, and entrepreneurs each taking us through the ups and the downs of living a creative life. I will be introducing you to those in our industry, some well-known and some you have never met. These women have crafted amazing works of imagination, transformed cooking and baking into an art form, built successful businesses, inspired entire communities, and each has a story to tell of perseverance and triumph that will help each of us on our own personal journey. So welcome to From My Kitchen Table. This is the place to come together, to learn, and to share the passion, the process, the inspiration, the wisdom, and the journeys of living a creative life. I would like to welcome all of you to From My Kitchen Table today. It is a special day for us. And I think I might say that almost every time because every time it is a very special day for us because of the variety of guests that we feature on From My Kitchen Table. And today is no exception. I would like to introduce you to Dara Thomason, mental and physical weight loss coach. Dara is a professional quilter turned weight and life coach where she helps women get to the root of their main problem, which is to shed their extra weight and start not only loving, but feeling accomplished and at ease in their lives. After struggling with her own weight for years and feeling like no matter what she did, she would always fail. As a last ditch effort, Dara got a life coach, which changed everything. She finally saw how to organize her thoughts and see what she was doing to always gain the lost weight back, plus more. Dara has five kids ages 10 to 19 and lives on Vancouver Island. She was an elementary school teacher for 10 years. She turned her passion for teaching to teaching quilting with a specialty in free motion quilting where she created custom quilts for women far and wide. She taught across Canada and the US along with publishing four books, one of which is the 12 Step Perfection Recovery Program. When she isn't helping her clients have more fun in their lives, you can find Dara Quilting for Fun on her long arm cheering her kids on in basketball, and making the most of this wonderful one life we all have been given. Dara, welcome to From My Kitchen Table. It is is such an honor to have you here.
1: It is so much fun, because I remember, Joe meeting you back in, I think it was 2016 in Salt Lake, at the Riley Blake Retreat. And I just thought, these books are amazing. This woman is a visionary. And so to be on your podcast this many years later is truly so much fun for me. Oh
0: my gosh. Thank you for remembering. I mean, I do love these magazines. I really do. But I say it over and over and over again, simply because it is a truth. And they are so wonderful because of all of you. I mean, you're so talented and fascinating and accomplished. And, you know, uh, if the entire magazine were about me, um, it wouldn't be a very good magazine. So thank you for making us all great, right?
1: Yeah, we are. We're all like a beautiful piece of fabric. And when we put them all together, it's a beautiful quilt. So that's what you've been doing. You've been making this available to all of us to show the, see the example of what's possible in different people's uh, studios and in their lives.
0: Well, thank you, it is truly an honor. So I am assuming that much of our audience are in the fabric, quilting, creation, slow stitching kinds of creativity and that they understand the problems between being creative and weight loss because the average weight, I think when we all go to quilt market, the Mm -hmm. average weight is probably much greater than if you were at a fashion show or a wellness clinic, right? And so I want you to talk about to start because you have so much to tell, but I want you to educate those people who may not understand the dynamics of being creative and overweight for just a moment. And then we'll get into your program if that's okay.
1: Yeah, sounds good. So I think what I've been noticing with my clients, so most of my clients are between the age of 50 to like 80. And um, so we don't don't just be overweight overnight. These are like (laughs) patterns of behavior. There are repeated habits that we turn to. And one of the things that happens is if we don't know how to solve a problem in a certain way we tend to turn to food as one of solutions some people go to gambling some people go to drinking some people go to whatever but we just tend to go to food and so what starts happening is because it becomes a habit of i don't know how to solve this problem this particular problem so i'm just gonna go make some cinnamon buns or i'm gonna go talk to ben and jerry about it right (laughs) so then they you don't actually understand that you aren't solving the problem and you're just making things worse. And so one of the ways to make us feel better in life is to go and play with fabric. And so there's nothing wrong with that. And I'm, I'm all about playing with fabric. In fact, I have a huge mess on my floor right now cause I'm doing some really fun, um, uh, jean jackets for my retreat coming up, but we can be creative and that's a wonderful outlet. But if we don't give ourselves the break, of learning why we keep turning to Ben and Jerry and why do we keep doing this, then we're not gonna solve that part of our life. And then it actually becomes a hindrance because when you are carrying around all that extra weight, you, you it actually limits how much energy you have and how much um, space you have in your brain to be creative. And one of the things that's been super interesting, especially now that my membership is coming on to, well, it's about nine months, I have ladies in my program now who are buying long arms, who are getting quilting, um, quilting jobs, who are becoming fabric designers. Like they have so much more space in their brain because they've cleaned up these old unhealthy habits with eating. We only have so much brain juice every day. So that's why like someone like, well, what's his name? Well, like Steve Jobs, right? Like he wears the same thing every day because he's like, I need to save my creative juices. I need to like, I only have so much brain juice. And that's why like the, the capsule wardrobe came about because it's like, let's not stress out about what to wear and what's going on. Let's like limit that. So that's kind of a fun way of thinking about creativity and weight loss. Okay, so what are some of the
0: most common myths about destroying our creativity and productivity and happiness? The the, the weight loss myths.
1: Yeah. So one of the biggest weight loss myths, and I was actually falling into this trap because I was, um, I was going through perimenopause and I had a, a an injury. I had brusitis in my hip. And so I couldn't run like I used to. So I used to run all the time and that was how I kind of kept my weight at bay, but it was like this constant battle. And so because I had this injury, I wasn't able to run and I was really struggling with my weight. And um, even went to the doctor and the doctor's like, well, you just gotta eat less and exercise more. Like what's wrong with you? And I'm like, wow. And she was a woman. I was like, "Uh, could you be a little bit more (laughs) passionate there lady? Anyways. um, So I believed that if you didn't lose the weight before menopause, you were hooped, you were in trouble. Right. And I actually believe that so that was one myth that I believed. Another one I believed was if your mom or your aunts or your cousins are overweight, then you just carry that gene. So I actually believed that. We all do. Yeah. yeah, we all do. And it's actually all wrong. And then another one was that you you just, hormones just take over and you're like out of control. Like it's just like a recipe for disaster and that you have no control. And it's it was almost like you hit the jackpot or you didn't with menopause. Some people like once the hormones took over and you just were like a victim to it and you didn't have any control. Unless you had like a lot of money and time and energy to go to specialists and doctors and and, and all of those things. So I, I remember sitting at my kitchen table, talking about kitchen tables. I literally remember doing the math. I thought, okay, I'm gonna gain five pounds, five to seven pounds a year and I was mortified because when I thought about being 270 pounds as a 65 year old, I thought there's no way. I don't wanna live my retired life that way. I wanna be with my grandkids. I'm six feet tall and I love basketball and I love being, well, I actually love never saying no to myself. So I just loved being able to do whatever I wanna do. And <laughs> um, I was like mortified and I thought, there's gotta be a different way and uh, so those those are some myths that i have completely debunked and when you look at the ladies in my program it is so much fun Uh, oh another one is if you've if you've kept on the weight for so long like is almost like a death sentence i have a lady that just celebrated her 69th birthday and she has lost 80 pounds oh my gosh yeah and it is and she just like moved her mom so she was gone for a whole month moved her mom out of her home had her birthday babysat her grandkids like doing all these things that and in, in the past when she went on vacation it was like guaranteed 10 pounds gain and she just she's actually at the lowest she's ever been and um, just turned 69. So it's really fun for me to be like uh uh-huh, that's not true. These things are all <laughs> not true. And I can just be like in there, you know, we can really just say like no, they don't they don't control you.
0: I think too, um, there is such an obsession with weight loss right now. I don't know how I got on the list, but on my Instagram feed, it seems like every evening when I go on there, there are at least, and I'm not exaggerating, 10 different ads for 10 different kinds of pills to take to lose weight. So everybody's obsessed with it, right? And then you see those people that say, it actually works, I actually did it. And it's really hard to say to yourself, You know, you can't, it's not gonna work. You can't do it that way. So tell us some of the phases of your program that so that we know what to expect when
1: we enter your classes or your do you call them classes? Is that what you call them? Yeah. So I have a lifetime membership now. So I started out as a one on one coach and um and then I did that full time and was it was really fun. And then I um, and then I went to groups. Where I took a group of women through twelve weeks of my process, so I really nailed down my process, and now I have a lifetime membership. So the lifetime membership basically is you pay me once; it's like an all-inclusive resort, and then you don't have to pay ever again, unless you want to come to my, one of my retreats in person, which is like un- incredible. But um, so it's so we get we have three live coaching calls a week. You get my modules that break down my whole process. So it's it's my membership really that that most people will do and i do have some one-on-one spots left for me and then i have some of my own coaches that you can work with as well oh so
0: people can train under you to be a coach for you yeah
1: well they what they do is they train through the same school that i went to um and then i kind of supervise their coaching and it's it's been really fun to watch
0: oh that's nice okay so tell us tell me just some of the phases so
1: i sign up for my lifetime membership And then what happens? Yeah. So basically I go, I walk you through the five, I call them like the five pillars of weight loss or vital steps. So the first one is weight loss science is simple because really Joe, I think that so many of us were so confused about weight loss, like (laughs) so confused, especially when you watch like the pills and this and that, and, and you know, this thing will just eat your fat or whatever. Like, it's so crazy. Weight loss is essentially just three balancing three hormones in our body. I did not know. that. Yeah, I used to be a grade five teacher. I taught grade five and six um, for about 10 years. And um, you know, I remember someone giving me advice. If you don't understand what your banker is telling you, you shouldn't go with that banker. And uh, you know, remember that TV show? Like, are you smart as a fifth grader?
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. So
1: I'm like, <laughs> okay, ladies, this is not rocket science. I mean, our bodies are here to help us to like be creative, like not only create humans, but like create beautiful homes, create beautiful like experiences, enjoy all of it, right? I believe we, I mean, even this earth is like, I I mean, whoever, I I believe that God created this earth, but he is the most creative. Like he didn't have to make snails. And even when he made snails, like we have slugs on Vancouver Island and I'm telling you, they are so fascinating. I'm like, like, there's like so many different kinds of slugs. Like I just think, and flowers and all these things. Like we live in a really creative world and um, we're meant to be creative and so when we think about weight loss so the first principle is like weight loss science is actually very simple and i teach you how to do that the second one is you make your own eating plan and you figure out how to troubleshoot it because we're like all grown women like we don't need to report to me what you're eating like really (laughs) truly like you have a brain and you are very capable you're very um able to do these things and so why not trust you and I can help you of course but what I eat as a six foot tall woman who has Scandinavian roots compared to someone from I know who's five feet tall who comes from like Korean roots or whatever like it's gonna be we're all different and unique so why not honor that so that's I teach you how to do that and then um, this is one of the keys of we connect a brain-body connection so our feelings come from our thoughts If I said I'm late immediately you release hormones in your brain of like your heart starts to beat you start to you know your eyesight gets a little bit more um, focused because your body is getting ready to move quickly because you're late all of our emotions come from our thoughts and so a lot of women have disconnected their brain to their body there's there's a woman in my program who's 70 pounds overweight and her doctor was like you're gonna die if you don't do something And she's like, what do you mean? Like she's not connected at all to her body. And so when you can learn to connect your brain and your body and like feel feelings and allow them, you're going to be so much further ahead when it comes to weight loss, because you're gonna be connected. The fourth step is to take responsibility for yourself. We're gonna get out of that shame blame trap, right? Because so many of us shame ourselves of, I'm not good enough, so I'm just gonna turn to Ben and Jerry or if i had different genes or if i had different parents or if i was raised differently then my life could be better so i'm teaching you to get rid of that and then the fifth step is to build confidence because just like you know i see the pretty wall color and all these beautiful things that you've created you needed to start with like to build that confidence in yourself just one like you had to find your decor voice or whatever. So I'm going to teach you how to build confidence when it comes to picking food, going to a party, like all of those things that you don't feel confident now, but I'm going to teach you those steps of how to do that.
0: So my problem is I live alone and have Mm -hmm. lived alone almost most of my adult life since my children went away to college and they're 46, you know, so it's been a while and I get in this, poor me, I feel sorry for me, I'm alone, it's 10 o'clock at night, you know, and so I go, I'm an ice cream girl, so I do go to Ben and Jerry's, or some of the other new ones that are out there, and I think, you know what, I just deserve this, because (laughs) poor me, you know, so do you have, does your, does your process also deal with those kinds of personal anxieties and emotions
1: totally so i've never like mental health has never been at such a a a problem in this world and anxiety i have a really really great tool that helps women with anxiety and i'm all about medication like i'm not telling you you should go off if you have anxiety meds or you know not you specifically but just everyone listening but what i my process helps you to reduce those um symptoms so when you're thinking Uh, poor me uh i'm all alone how do you feel
0: lonely i mean sad
1: right okay
0: Uh,
1: yeah (laughs) and so instead of just sitting with sad you're you're avoiding reacting or resisting that emotion i call it like the beach ball like you're trying to push that beach ball under the water you're not allowing it's like oh yeah i feel sad all right here we go let's feel sad for a moment let's like let it be in my body but instead you're avoiding resisting and reacting to that. So you're making it worse. And then you're trying to relieve yourself from that feeling of sad by turning to the ice cream to get a little bit of relief because we all want to feel relief. And so if you don't know how to get that, and truthfully, Ben and Jerry's or whatever, you know, the new flavor on the block is, you will get a momentary relief. There's no question you will get a dopamine hit, but the problem is now you're carrying the aftermath of it. And so now your diabetes, your insulin is being spiked, you know, your leptin and ghrelin, like all those hormones are being off whack. And so, and you're carrying extra however many pounds. And I say to my clients, like imagine going to Costco and we are going shopping and I'm like, hey, I need to do, I need to buy this flour. Can you just carry it around for a while? And they're carrying 50 (laughs) pounds of flour And they're like, okay, Derek, let's get a cart. And I'm like, no, no, just keep carrying it around.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. I love that. That is really good. (laughs) Yeah, because, and after in the morning when I wake up, then you deal with the guilt of eating it and, you know, the self loathing because you think, why aren't I stronger? Why can't I get through this whole thing? So it's such a cycle. Yeah, All of it.
1: Yeah. And then by 10 o'clock at night, you want some relief because you haven't given it to yourself because you've been a jerk to yourself all day. (laughs) And so of course you're like, I need, and I don't, I'm not to be trusted. So I better just go get some temporary, just get a hit.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I guess I've, I guess we're all really thankful it's ice cream and not drugs, but sometimes it can be equally as devastating to your lifestyle and your health as it can as drug. As well, generation. the problem is it's, mm-hmm. it's
1: not, it's not letting you have the kind of life that you want because you can't fight with science, right? Like it, once you eat a certain amount of sugar, insulin goes ahead and stores that. But I say to my, I say like, if, imagine if you went to fill up with gas in your car and you go down two blocks and you're like, oh, I'm going to get some more gas. And the car's like, no, we, we don't have any more space. You're like, no, I'm going to get gas. So in Canada, we call them jerry cans. Um, so now you're, you're, fil- you're walking around with a bunch of jerry cans on your body because you're constantly giving your body more fuel than it needs and your body hasn't used that yet. So that is the problem. And so one of the ways that I help my clients take the weight off, I actually say, we don't lose weight. We use the weight that we already have. And so now we're learning how to, it's kind of like, uh, the freezer right? Like the freezer, it's down in the basement or it's in the garage. It's kind of far away. And to access that food, you have to, you know, go and get it and defrost it. It's the same thing with our bodies. We have all this stored fat on our bodies and we have to learn how to access that fat. Isn't that amazing? Like we can and really like if there was a, you know, actually my husband's watching the show alone. It's and it's being filmed on Vancouver Island where I live. And so the people like the bigger you are, the better chance you have at winning that game because you can just like <laughs> eat your own fat, right? You don't have to go and like get the, the fish or the bear or whatever. Right. Um, but we're not playing a survivor game. We have lots of access to lots of food. So let's stop being storage units for our bodies.
0: Okay. So talking about food. So tell us what the best recipe for getting things done and feeling good about yourself at the
1: end of the day. Yeah, so the thing, the reason you are turning to the ice cream is because you wanna feel a certain way. So food is just neutral. It is what it is. Like it doesn't have an emotion attached to it, but it's our thought about that food that creates a feeling. So if you say, I love, I deserve ice cream Because I want to feel better. What you want to feel is what, like, what do you want to feel at the end of the day?
0: Well, I'm contentment, you know, a little bit of
1: pride in what I've accomplished, Um, peace of mind. So, how does ice cream give you peace of mind?
0: Well, I know I'm not going to starve today.
1: It doesn't, right? Right. It doesn't
0: do, I the whole time I'm eating it, I think the same thing. Why are you doing this? It doesn't really solve anything, but I just, it does make you a little bit happy for just a minute because you love ice cream, right?
1: Yeah. Well, because you have all sorts of thoughts about ice cream, right? It's like that. It's kind of like I compare food sometimes like that to like a bad boyfriend. It's like, you know, he's not really that great but it does feel kind of nice to get some attention and you know, you go and you don't really want to be alone on a Saturday night. So you call him, but you know, he won't really open the door for you and doesn't really treat you right. But at least it's like something that kind of feels kind of good, but it's not genuine. It's not long lasting. And so you want to feel proud. You want to feel contentment. You want to feel satisfied. So how you actually feel feelings is from your thoughts. And I'm not saying you have to write mantras down. I'm not, I'm not saying that. But even thinking like, hey, you know what? I showed up in the world today. I opened that door for that person. I mean, I just got a new knee, but that person, like I'm still able to help people. That's awesome. So that thought creates a feeling of peace and yeah. success and pride, right? Yeah. in myself. Yeah. And so now you just have to say, okay, ice cream, we're just going to break up. Because you're actually like not that good for me. Sorry, I love you, but I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna start talking
0: to my ice cream. Do it. I think that's a good. I think that's good, right? Because when you think it in your thoughts, you always believe something more. If you hear it out loud, it comes like double. You think it, then you hear it, so it so and even like for you right
1: now, you could say, "Okay, ice cream, we're breaking up," but I do really want something sweet. So you know what? We're gonna do peaches right now. You live in utah they have like good peach season so if you if it's too much of a stretch for you because i i talk about bridging our thoughts you could just be like right now i it's just too much for me to just rely on my thoughts to feel a feeling so i'm just gonna have some peaches right now that's okay and then eventually you're gonna wean off the peaches and then maybe you'll just have some almonds and then maybe you just wean yourself off of the almonds like you know let's not like go crazy we're not gonna you know do this like (laughs) military like Really harsh with yourself, but I'm like, and that's one of the that's the, one of the things that I really help my women do is learn how to meet themselves where they're at. This is a, a, my process is called love yourself thin, and one of the ways that we do that is like accepting, like, hey, I'm a person that turns to ice cream every night for food, I mean, for my pleasure, and I don't really want to be that person anymore. But i haven't just i haven't really like given myself that responsibility to make myself do that yet like to, to be 100 responsible for me so i'm just gonna like meet myself where i'm at and i'm just gonna have some peaches now do you see like how much nicer and how much more gentle that is with yourself
0: okay so talk to us for a minute about i know that people when they when they make up their mind i mean i've been there and done that when they make up their mind to lose weight and to um, improve their health and their body, they have distorted concepts of time, like how long it should take, when they should start to lose 10 pounds or 20 pounds or whatever. So how, because we're all different and our metabolism is different and, and our daily lifestyle, for example, is very different um how do we learn how to gauge ourselves so that we are seeing success and not in such a hurry does that make Mm -hmm. sense totally
1: yeah so i the way i have my women start out is i say okay listen we're gonna do about two pounds a week and that's about an average that i would like you to to go towards and weight loss is like the stock market but just reversed (laughs) right? So we will go up and down, up and down. We'll have some plateaus. We go up and down, but eventually, I mean, when you plot it all out, you will just keep losing that weight. It'll still happen. And our bodies want to be at its natural, like we all have a natural set thin point. Like there is a place where our body really is like, this is amazing. This is like our ultimate, this is where we want to be. And so it's been interesting to watch my clients who say, "I want, I'm, I, I think my body needs to be at this weight, and then, and then I'll be good." It's very surprising what will happen because they'll think like, "I'm, like, I need to lose fifty pounds, and then I'll be good." Well, I have a client; she thought it was fifty. She's actually at ninety pounds, and she's seventy-three, oh I think. Wow! But that's where her body wants to be. And even for me, my story is, you know, I. I got this life coach and I was like really super curious. I'm like, maybe I could be a person that didn't always struggle with her weight. Maybe I could be a person, you know, and I went through this whole process and I lost 30 pounds and I was thrilled because I've had five kids. I've had six pregnancies like, and you know, my last baby, I was 39. And, um, and I was just so thrilled about it. And then, and literally four months later, I lost 20 pounds. And I didn't even think I could like, I weigh 15 pounds less than I did when I got married. And when I got married, I was running all the time. And I was like 28. I I thought I was in peak shape. And so at like, you know, 46, I'm thinking, what? I can be in the 150s? I can be in the 140s? Like, I didn't even think that was possible. So, but my body really likes to be at this weight I wore my high school grad dress at my daughter's grad last in the summer. <laughs> it was so much fun. I mean, it didn't fit me exactly how it did when I was like 18 or 17, but <laughs> the fact that you could get it zipped
0: up is close enough, right? Well, it was
1: really fun, but like so our so, so we have to so going back to your question of we need to just start honoring our body. And start being in our body. But just to begin with, I would say two pounds a week on average would be a good gauge. And then you will be surprised at what starts happening in your body.
0: Okay. And that is done through the steps. It's, I mean, it's, it's better eating. It's better exercise. It's the way you talk to yourself. It's all those kinds of things combined. Losing the two pounds a week is not just eating less.
1: Yeah. Okay. Right? So I actually... It's been interesting i decided to lose weight in a way that was super easy like sustainable like something i wasn't gonna like i knew that counting calories and tracking steps and apps and all that kind of stuff wasn't gonna i wasn't gonna be able to do that forever so i decided not to i also knew that i wasn't gonna rely on exercise to lose this weight i used to be a runner and um but i had this injury and i so i was like okay i cannot factor in exercise especially too, because I knew the ladies I was serving were in like four, like that 50 to 80 range. So I decided to lose this weight without exercise. Oh. Yeah. And so I actually don't exercise very often because I wanted to make sure that I could promise ladies and say, listen, you don't have to exercise and be like very genuine and an integrity with that and um, so that is something that I've done and in fact because I've done this work I was able to figure out why I had the bursitis injury and it was we we hold pain in our body um, from like thoughts and and different ways and so I had stored this really um, terrible uh, sadness in my body and in the bursitis and when I was able to Work through that sadness. <clears throat> I was able to cure it, so I could run again. I don't very often, because part of it is part of it is because I want to be in integrity. But also, I walk every once in a while, and that feels good. But um, you don't have to exercise. So I, that is a, kind of an interesting point because how, and how you lose the weight we need to be very sustainable in our process and so if we aren't able to exercise like so for example you just had your knees replaced um, i wanted to take that off the table because there's a tool that i teach it's called the model and it shows you your thoughts i also call it the the excuse finder so we have a lot of excuses and so in in order to take those excuses off the table you know we need to really embrace uh, weight loss from a place that truly is just all based on what's going on in our brain. When
0: I was reading all the information about you, you talk about survival strategies for things like perfectionism, people pleasing, procrastination that we all learned and these are the kind of things that sabotage and create struggles for us at a certain age, at this age and I mean every age, not just a yeah. certain every age. So, I mean people pleasing I know one of the very difficult things I have is that I spend a lot of time in groups, like when you're working with groups, or I'm um, interviewing people or doing events. And when somebody's gone to a lot of work to make beautiful desserts, gorgeous dinners, all that kind of stuff. One, if you pick at it, they look at it like you didn't like it, right? And, And so how do you what are your strategies? Because it is just trying to please everybody to make everybody feel like you really appreciate the job they've done. And it was really delicious, which it usually is. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: <laughs> so, but how, how do you handle those kinds of situations? So I ask my clients this question. I say, if your doctor said to you, you know what, for two months, you're not allowed to eat anything. Like we just, we have to do this study. We have to, you know, whatever i i i don't know but if he says you or he or she says you cannot eat for two months could you still enjoy your life no right did you well but yeah why why wouldn't you because i'd be starving to death <laughs> well i mean he would give you or he or she would give you like a you know like a supplement oh, or whatever i
0: couldn't i couldn't eat sweets for two months or yeah. or those kinds of things for yeah. two months Got it. okay
1: but like could you like could you enjoy christmas without eating Oh, yeah, for sure. Right. And so I mean, I don't drink alcohol. It's a choice that I've made, like a religious choice. And so um, the same thing, if someone said, or even like tobacco, if someone's like, I grew this tobacco and I rolled this and it's my own special blend and I made this for you. You need to smoke this cigarette. It's so amazing. <laughs> You're like, no, I'm not going to. Or even with the alcohol, it's like, no, sorry. Like, and I love you. You're so sweet. That was so thoughtful. But this actually this isn't what I'm, I'm just not prepared to do this for my body. That's interesting. Yeah. I,
0: I, that's an obstacle that I face just because I, I'm with people that I don't know mm-hmm. all the time. And so yeah. you always want to make them feel at ease and like you appreciate yeah, but You don't everything. have that
1: kind of power. Do you?
0: Yeah, no boy, you've got that right. <laughs>
1: Maybe, maybe i just think i want to have that kind of power right maybe well, we, that's, i, I think always... we all we all want to
0: <laughs> think that we
1: have power but truthfully and this is the fourth step of the permanent weight loss is be responsible for our own feelings i can't make anyone feel anything like i could say to you right now i'm like i could say joe you are so beautiful you are the most beautiful woman i've ever seen i love how your hair is those glasses are perfect for you your teeth are so straight you are the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. And I can say that with pure sincerity, I could believe it with all my heart, but if you don't believe it, you'd be like, wow, that Dara, she's, maybe she needs glasses, like, right? Because if you don't believe that, I know I'm like, no, I like power, I'm trying to give it to you. That's interesting. So how long does your program
0: take for people to start to feel like they're really succeeding. I mean, is it is it almost instant because it's a mindset change? You don't actually have to see the weight loss to just know you're thinking differently and you're on the right
1: track? Yeah, it's that's so true. And and I and what I love about my program too is that it's a lifetime membership. And so we all go through ebbs and flows. And so I just had a lady join. I was at the Salt Lake no, the Thanksgiving Point quilt show and I met her. And uh, it was so much fun to be there. And I was we...
0: there. Were you there, Joe? I was there. Yeah, because How i really
1: good me? friends with Cindy Cloward from Riley Blake. So I, I was Cindy's there. The oh, I'm so sorry that we yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. So we were, I was there. I had a booth just right by the water fountain. It was so beautiful. um Yeah. But so, but I met this lady. We connected immediately. She joined my program. And so she's been on she joined last Monday and then yesterday on the call, she shared some things. She has an autoimmune disorder. So she feels very isolated. She has a really unhealthy relationship with food. There's a lot of resentment. Um, but she shared so much tenderness yesterday and she has, and I think, I mean, I think she's lost like four pounds. I think she's about average, like two pounds a week. Um, but just there's so much emotional shifting in her. She has so much relief. Finally, she doesn't feel so broken. Um, I have another lady who joined um, a week and a half ago, and she's seventy. She has lost twelve pounds. My gosh! Yeah, like she's she is um, one of those one of those like super high achievers, like and just got has gone all in, and uh, so that's been super fun to watch her. And, and it's, it's, it is actually one of the things that I've seen in my membership is the more people who join, it's like the fire burns even like brighter. And so I feel like people are getting results quicker and quicker because of the momentum that's growing.
0: So let's talk about you for a minute as the person that everybody looks to and listens to and leans on. I mean, because those who sign up for your classes and your membership and all of that are are in need. I mean, they need you and they need your support and they need your wisdom. So how do you schedule it all and and still have a life? Because I know when people start to depend on me, I get calls literally at two o'clock in the morning because somebody's supposed to be writing an article or creating something for the magazine and it's not going well and they're so upset and they're sorry to call me in the middle of the night but they couldn't sleep and you know so how do you protect yourself how do you take care of you
1: such a good question so one of the tools that i teach is um, creating healthy boundaries and we have a an exercise where we talk about um, our manual that we have for other people. And, and I have a, a master class on this actually. It's like um, we, when we buy a sewing machine, we get a manual, an operating manual. And so we actually need to think about what is our operating manual? Because one of the things that comes up is we get our value from other people, external praise, right? And that's where the people pleasing came in that we learned as a small child to keep us, to, like it helped us to survive. Same with perfectionism, right? Like we we're like, if we can be perfect, then I, we don't have to be scrutinized. We don't have to be put down. If we are procrastinator, that was also a survival strategy. It's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to hold back a minute. I'm going to observe more before I take the plunge. So I've created really healthy boundaries in my business. I also have a very high belief in the, in my client's ability to create their own results and I have put in so in my program I have a lot of safe safety guards for them so we have three live coaching calls a week which is amazing so they can come three times put up their hand get coaching from me or one of my coaches it's incredible we also have a private Facebook group where they can come anytime 24 7 and say hey I've got this problem and they can get support there I also have another uh, one, of, it's called Ask a Coach, because one of the things that can happen in a group, well, first of all, a group is amazing because you think, oh my gosh, I'm not alone. Like there's a lot of other women at 10 o'clock with Ben and Jerry, right? Like there's like a standing date, so you're like, oh, I'm not broken. There's other women that have done that and they've overcome it. So um, but there are some times where you don't want to have a question that seems very personal Um, that you don't want to ask in a group setting. So I have ask a coach, which you can ask any question anonymously and myself or my coaches will answer it for you. And then it goes into a treasure, I call it a treasure trove. So a bank of all these other questions that people have asked. So you can go and you can read those, or I mean, you could ask five, six questions a day and I'll, myself or my coaches will answer that for you. So there's a lot of safety guards to help women be successful. Um, and then of course you have the module, you have your own portal. So they get the modules. There's 12 of them. I have beautiful worksheets and, um, being the school teacher and then teaching quilting. I mean, I'm just really geeky about all the, like how people learn and all of that. Um, so you get that on demand and you get to watch those modules over and over. And then I have all the bonus classes and all the deep dives into hormones and all of those kinds of things that those are all there for you. It's like the Netflix of learning and growth. And the more that it's, it actually becomes really contagious because the more that you realize, oh, I can do this. Like I have a client, she just turned 61 um, and she's always struggled with her weight. Even when she's been thin, she's never really felt thin. She's never identified. Uh, Cause all growing up, her parents, her grandparents were always having opinions about her body. And for the first time, and she's worked with me for two years and she's actually now a certified coach. She said, there is a skinny body that's emerging. Oh, nice. And she's lost 70 pounds and she has another 40 or so to go. But finally she can now identify herself as a thin person and she's emerging. And that mindset shift is going to be everything.
0: It must be wonderful to be in a position to truly authentically change people's lives for the
1: better, right? Well, because it's like, they actually change their own lives. I just teach them the tools to do it. Like, which is so incredible.
0: Right. Which is, which makes you instrumental in, in their change. But so many people are so focused on, um, bringing other people down to make themselves feel better or bigger or smarter or whatever it is. And I think that's rampant in today's society. Not exactly sure why. But I see it happen a lot more than it used to. And so, I mean, I envy you that you get that you're in the position and you've worked hard. I mean, you've gone through all the training and made the mistakes and learned everything you've done. And so tell us a little bit about your podcasts. What that's are right. your podcasts information in addition to your
1: membership? Tell us a little bit about those. That's so that's a good question. So my podcast is basically me helping you give some tools. I'm saying uh, like so the very first one I share is like math versus drama. And so I, I share tools on and helping you. And I even have worksheets that go with them because again, I really love worksheets. and I really love people to slow down. Uh, my podcast is actually rated in the top 5% of all podcasts because what I've noticed is happening is women will listen to my podcast either they go for a walk or they're quilting or they're, you know, chain piecing or something, and then they go back and they listen to it again and do the worksheet. Oh. So I have a lot of people that will listen to it two or three times per podcast episode. The problem, I, I, I think there's a problem though with my podcast is because I give a lot of tools. But if you don't get the support, then it kind of, it makes you almost feels makes you feel worse because you're like, oh, I know it's possible. But if you don't give yourself the opportunity to be in the room to get support, to use it, it's kind of like if I gave you uh, a lesson, Uh, you came over to my studio. I said, okay, Joe, we're going to do this king size all over quilt feathers. It's going to be amazing. You're going to love it. And you're going to stand there and you're going to watch me and I'm going to talk you through it all. And you're going to be like, wow, this was so inspirational, Dara. This is so great. And you're going to feel really filled up. And you're going to be like, yeah, I can do this. And then you go home and you're like, oh, what did she say? And how did she do that? And what did she do? Right? Because you don't have that support to actually learn it. And so I love that people can come and they can get inspired. But that, and so I was just talking to one of my clients who was, traveling. She had like a six hour flight and she's like, I caught up on all your podcasts. And I said, okay, tell me what you love about my podcast. And this is the client that's just lost 80 pounds now. And she said, you never talk down to us. You're very relatable. You're very encouraging. And because she has worked with me for two years, she's like, it reinforces. She's like, you're basically saying the same thing, but you're taking it from all different angles. So it just helps me solidify to really love myself. And to really, when I really like unconditionally love myself, I will just take care of myself better. I will just treat myself more kindly. I will just be more compassionate with myself. And it was just so beautiful to hear her, Um, especially because I'll never forget the very first time I talked to her. She was so doubtful. She was like, Oh, I don't think I can change. And I'm like, don't you worry. I got you. (laughs) You'll be totally fine. (laughs) And look at her now. It's like, I'm like, I knew this was going to happen. You just didn't, you just didn't quit on yourself.
0: You know what? What's so nice about you, Dara? And this is the first time we've met and I'm, I'm all in. I mean, I'm going to go sign up for your membership. I'm going to go listen. I listened to some of your podcasts before so that I know what you were doing, but I'm going to listen to them from a different perspective this time. Right. And I want the audience to know how committed you are, because when we got on for just a minute before we actually start this podcast from my kitchen table, and you were talking about your clients, you got choked up and you got tears in your eyes. And I think that moment in time tells more about you than people will ever understand.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that, uh, one of the things that's been really, really fun for me is, um, that women have been misled down a road for a long time. And and it wasn't any fault of our own. I think our parents did the best they could. I think our society did the best they could. But as a little girl, and we were just trying to figure things out, we developed some habits that weren't helpful. And it wasn't that we weren't smart enough. It wasn't that we weren't good enough. It's just that, we kind of were figuring things out as a five-year-old or a 10-year-old or a 15-year-old. And so we just get on autopilot and we just try to help all the people all the time. And so now that I'm able to help these women slow down and start solving, getting to the root of these problems, we are like finding relief from a five-year-old. Like we've been carrying this burden because if we don't stop and think, like change our thinking patterns, we literally are like a 70-year-old woman thinking as a five-year-old still. And so when my when my clients get these like changes, it is an honor to watch them. It is like so inspirational to think, think like, wow, because I had the courage to show up and learn these tools, even though in like the coaching world, they're like, what, you're a weight loss coach for quilters? Like that's the most niche, crazy <laughs> thing. And I'm like, yeah. You won't believe how amazing my program is, right? (laughs) I'm very non-conventional. And I'm really non-conventional when it comes to weight loss. And I'm so proud of that. Because I'm literally changing generations. Like these women now are now, like they're interacting with their grandkids. They're interacting with their adult children. They're interacting with their families. And they are feeling more power than they've ever felt in their life. And so, yeah, it is, it really is. It keeps me going. Well, we are very blessed that
0: you keep going and that you are who you are. It has this is the, this is the part of the podcast that I hate the most when we come close to the end, because I really do feel in all sincerity, that we could talk for three or four hours right and mm-hmm. and get to be close and learn lots about each other which is why i admire the fact that you do your coaching personally and actually get involved because when you're trying to change your own life you really do need somebody to look up to and depend on and know they're there when you need them not 24/7 but you know at certain times and so you know you've given many gifts to those people who are in who are your clients and involved with you and those who just listen to your podcasts i hope you realize how important you are and what you've done and what a service you give it's it's
1: amazing it is very it is very rewarding for sure and it's very very humbling that is one of the things that i feel often
0: good for you when we end from my kitchen table there are two things i always ask one is do you have a secret that not very many people know about you that you will share with our listeners?
1: I for sure will. Um, I think the biggest secret is that we all secretly think that we're, we all struggle with like not feeling good enough and or feeling like, like if we had a different chance, we would have been better. So one of the things that I have felt so grateful for is that when you, like you, we all cause our own problems. And so the most, the best secret ever is that we can solve all of our own problems and we don't have to have a knight in shining armor. We don't have to have this or that. We don't have to have this influencer or that person or whatever that is. Come and save us. We can actually save ourselves. And it is scary, but it's also really exciting. And the other secret with that is it doesn't matter how old you are. We just all get older. And so the fact that I get to work with women in these ages, it's, I feel like it's even more doubling exciting because we have lived so long struggling and we feel so alone. And we feel like at a certain age, we should have it all figured out. And so it feels even more shameful because it's like people think that I should know what I'm doing. And the beautiful thing is, when you learn these tools, like when you're not afraid to go in your brain and you're able to just like be in there and like start solving, you actually all, you all, you have the power already. You just don't know how to access it. That is the secret.
0: Well, and it's a very valuable secret because I know I'm 72 this year and all of a sudden I've started thinking about like, getting old, what, you know, having cataracts and, you know, my knee replaced and not being able to get up. My daughter said to me, mom, we need to get you out of your apartment because the, st- the stairs are so steep and you can't carry the groceries up and down. And I thought, oh my hell, don't you dare think of those kinds of things. I'm not ready for that yet. So, but they do come on the horizon. So all that you're offering everyone is not only the strength to lose weight, but the strength to have confidence in ourselves to know that we can do, we can climb the stairs when we're 90, if we have to, right. You are a gift. You are, this has been amazing. I hope we get to be friends. I I want to be your Well,
1: I am telling you, Joe, I have a (laughs) retreat and I it's it's happening next week and you are welcome to come. It is going to be amazing. Oh,
0: tell us about your retreat before we yeah.
1: So the retreat is, uh, october 9th to 13th it's at lisa Jean's uh retreat center in wisconsin and it is absolutely amazing it's so beautiful and the whole focus of the retreat is going to be on weight loss maintenance so i have kept this weight off um pretty much with ease i would say for the last four years and i have five kids as you know covid I had two kids leave. I have a son on a mission and I have a daughter just left for university. I have four sons and a daughter and for her to leave was probably, it was really, really challenging for me in a lot of ways, mostly because she also did a lot of laundry and she did a lot of cooking. (laughs) Like she was amazing. Like I love her and like, she's so much fun, but she also like (laughs) took a lot of like pressure off of me. So I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, because we can FaceTime and we like, you know, hang out uh, like doing all that, but, um, and I'm super proud of her. She went to my late school or I went to school, so she's doing all those things. And so, and so the, the, what I'm doing at the retreat is my weight loss maintenance, because how you lose the weight is, will impact how you keep it off. And I have some real secret gems that I'm teaching at the retreat. And so even if women haven't taken the weight off, what's going to happen at this retreat was you're going to see the big picture. And that's going to help you so much more in the process of getting there Ooh, because nice. the journey is, is, is as important as the destination. Like, actually the destination is not even that exciting. You're like, Oh, I'm at my goal weight. Oh, oh, how did that happen? Like, it's, it's not like the rainbows and daisies that you expected when you got on the scales. like, oh, like a police officer doesn't pull you over and like, here's a speeding ticket. He's like, oh, wait a minute. You've lost weight. I'm not going to give you the speeding ticket. No, (laughs) like you're still going to have, like once you lose the weight, like it solves a weight loss problem, but it doesn't make like all life wonderful and daisies, right? Like, come on. No, I get it.
0: Okay. The last thing we do is I think it's very difficult to say a lot in a few words, which is why I love quotes and sayings Mm -hmm. and greeting cards so much because, and I know that we all have a lot of favorites. I mean, we don't have just one favorite. It depends on the day or the occasion or whatever, but will you share one of your favorite quotes or sayings with our audience?
1: I love this one. It's by Mary Oliver. And she said, tell me What is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? I love that quote too. It is. It just says it
0: all, right? The only disappointment that I have during our podcast from the kitchen table is when our time is over for today. It is such an honor for me to be able to create a moment for each of us to be together to share our stories. I can promise you, and you can trust me, no matter how easy these guests make the journey appear, it wasn't. They each started by taking the first step, together and alone, frightened and inspired, ready or not, each one moving ever forward, simply doing what they love to do, and that is CREATE. Because we are a community which is based on our support of one another, please remember to leave a review. Leave a review not only for these magazines, but for each other. It is a small investment of your time and yet an enormous gift to each of our guests that are working so very hard to be the best they can be in their chosen field. If you have any questions or want to know more, please visit womencreate.com. As you know, I am a lover of quotes. And to end this chapter of From My Kitchen Table, I want to share my favorite quote with you. And that is, I love each of you and all of you with a thousand hearts. Until our next from my kitchen table, stay safe, keep notes, and take lots of pictures. It has been a gift for me to meet you and share this hour with you and plan a future with you. You're going to be very much involved in what
1: I do going forward. So so grateful. (laughs) And you know, the other thing I always joke about, I say to my ladies, I'm like, I think that the NHL and the NBA are going to like be knocking down my door because they're like, how do you recruit such amazing women? <laughs> Honestly, like I, the group women in my program, I'm like, how did I do this? Like they are amazing. <laughs> they, I have women that are just, they just blow my mind. They're so incredible. They're so generous. Seeing these women now, like able to quit their jobs now because they are gonna like pursue their dream of quilting or whatever it is because they now they they figured it out it's so fun
0: well congratulations from the bottom of my heart thank you so much